Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates the Feast of the Holy Trinity, in which we as Catholics believe in one God but three persons of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In fact, St. Augustine gave us the first literary piece on the Holy Trinity. It was his book entitled De Trinitat. It gave us his perspective of the Holy Trinity. Now, what's so amazing is the legend or the story behind St. Augustine. One day, it was said that he's walking along the seashore. And he's thinking, praying about the Holy Trinity. Off in the distance on the beach, he sees this little boy digging into the sand. The little boy is digging and digging and digging. And after a while, he stops. He grabs his pail, and then he runs into the ocean. He fills, fills the pail up with water, and then he runs back to the hole and pours all the water into the hole and then proceeds to continue to do the same thing, back and forth, back and forth, going into the ocean, filling the bucket with water, then going back to the hole and pouring the water in. Well, this piques St. Augustine's curiosity. And so St. Augustine goes over to the little boy, and he says, My child, what are you doing? And the little boy says to St. Augustine, Sir, I'm going to empty the ocean into this hole. Well, St. Augustine, upon hearing this, he says, My child, the ocean is so large and so huge. There's no way that you can empty it into this hole. The little boy looked at St. Augustine and he said, I will be able to empty the ocean into this hole sooner than you will be able to understand and fully comprehend the Holy Trinity. And with that, he disappeared. Now, I don't know if that story is true or not, but still, nonetheless, it's entertaining. But nonetheless, it tells us about the Holy Trinity. It is a mystery. We can't fully understand it. It is God and the celebration of God. We have to realize we are finite creatures. There's only so much we can take in and understand. But God is infinite. There is no beginning or end to God. And that's the mystery of the Holy Trinity. But that's the beauty of it. The more we think about it, the more we meditate and pray about it, just like St. Augustine, the more the Holy Trinity draws us into that mystery. So we come to know and we love each and every aspect about it, little by little by little. The more we come to know it, the more we come to pray about it and are open to receive the gifts of the Holy Trinity. See, what we have to realize is the Holy Trinity is one of the central tenets of our faith as Catholics. Therefore, we have to seize every opportunity to grow in a greater love and wisdom of the Trinity. Now, what I want to do is turn to St. Thomas Aquinas. He actually wrote about the Holy Trinity in a theological treatise to understand it in his terms. He describes it in terms of the one and the many. He noted 
that there's a oneness with God. All three persons of the Holy Trinity share a oneness, and that's their divinity. But at the same time, they share a many, in which they are separate and distinct persons. Well, let me explain this a bit further. Take ourselves, for example. We have a sense of oneness. We all share a basic characteristic or quality. There is one common denominator that links us all. That's our humanity. We are all human beings. It's our humanness. No matter where you go in this world, no matter what it is, whether it's race, creed, ethnic background, socioeconomic background, the one thing that we all share is humanity. That's what Thomas Aquinas would say is our oneness. And yet at the same time, we also have a many. We are all different persons. No one is the same. We all have different DNA. We all come from different families, different ethnic makeups or socioeconomic backgrounds. Aquinas would say that is our many. Now, apply that to the Holy Trinity. There is a oneness of the Holy Trinity, the divinity. Just like for us, it's our humanity. Well, for the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they share divineness or godliness. That's the essence of who they are. That would be their oneness. And yet, they are also many. They are separate and distinct persons. The Father is not the Son or the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not the Father or the Son. And yet, all are equal in power and glory and majesty. And yet, each has a different characteristic. Each person, you could say, plays a different role in salvation history. For example, the Father is the Creator. He creates this entire universe in you and I. The Son is the Redeemer. He comes into this world in order to redeem the world through His passion, death, and resurrection. The Holy Spirit is the Sanctifier, makes us holy. We learned about this last week in Pentecost, in which the Holy Spirit descends upon the apostles, our church, and brings it to life. But at the same time, all three persons of the Holy Trinity are intimately together. They're never separated from one another. They form the Trinitarian community of love. And we see this as evidenced in the stories of the baptism of Jesus or his transfiguration. Remember last week, we learned in the Feast of Pentecost that at the moment of our baptism, we began to live within that Trinitarian community of love that exists between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. St. Therese of Lesseur gives us this beautiful prayer. She writes, God above me, God below me, God in front of me, God behind me, God beside me, God inside me. In that prayer, St. Therese proclaimed her belief that she truly lives in that community of love that exists between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's where God wants all of us to be. And so it begs the question, where? Where is that Trinitarian community of love most clearly seen? I would argue it's at Mass. Every time we gather for Mass, Every time we gather for Mass, we are drawn into the deeper level of the Trinitarian community of love that exists between the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you look at our Mass, our Mass is heavily stamped with the Holy Trinity. From the very beginning, when we begin Mass, we sign ourselves in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Yes, we are invoking God's name, 
because we begin the prayer, but to take it to a deeper sense. We are recognizing where we are in proximity to God in that Trinitarian community of love. Notice, too, all the prayers that we have throughout the Mass. They always mention all three persons of the Holy Trinity. Throughout the Mass, when we pray, we always pray to the Father, through the Son, in union with the Holy Spirit. At the time of the consecration, in which we pray that God will transform the bread and the wine into the body and blood of Jesus Christ, at the first part of that prayer, we invoke the Father. Further along, we invoke the name of the Son. As the priest holds up the host, he says, Take this bread and eat it, for this is my body. Take this chalice and drink, for this is my blood. The priest says the words of the Son, Jesus Christ, that he spoke at the time of the Last Supper. And it is those words, the words of the Son, the command, the third person of the Holy Trinity, the Holy Spirit, to come down upon the altar and transform the bread and the wine into the body and blood of Jesus Christ. At the time of the consecration, the Holy Trinity is fully revealed to us. Now, we don't see it with the naked eye, but we do see it with eyes of faith. That's why our posture is one of kneeling at the time of the consecration. Notice at the very end of Mass, the priest imparts the blessing, And it's a blessing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. All three persons are mentioned because all three persons are present at the Mass to bless the people before they leave the Mass. Now stay with that sense of how the liturgy reveals the Holy Trinity. Throughout the liturgical year, we have specific celebrations that acknowledge each person of the Holy Trinity. Christmas is a celebration of the Son in which we recognize Jesus is born into this world to save us all. Easter is a celebration of the Father raising the Son from the dead, so that each and every one of us has the hope and the promise of immortality to come. Pentecost is the celebration of the Holy Spirit, in which we recognize the Holy Spirit descending upon the apostles, our church, and bringing them to life. Friends, today we celebrate the great feast of the Holy Trinity, The Holy Trinity, one God, but three persons in God. And yet, what we also celebrate too is our proximity to that Trinitarian community of love. I would say that each and every one of us needs to pray the prayer of St. Therese of Lesseur. God above me, God below me. God in front of me, God behind me, God beside me, God inside me. That's the beautiful Trinitarian prayer in which we believe that we exist in that Trinitarian community of love between the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.